Come on, why don't we lift our hands across this building now? When I think about the Lord. My, 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 my. Spirit of the Lord is strong in the place here today. Put your hand on your neighbor and pray for him right now if it's appropriate. Put your hand on your neighbor. Pray for him right now. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, pray for somebody in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, open your mouth and pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Yeah, Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, pray. Believe right now that it's happening. Believe that it's happening right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak that name, Jesus. I speak that name, Jesus. No name above that name. No name greater than that name. No name like that name. Sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus. My, 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 my. Great spirit of worship in the house. I like it when we come to the house of the Lord and he has his way, don't you? How many loves your pastor and your pastor's wife and their family? How many loves the ministry of your church? Leadership. Got to have a man of God in your life. We were in the office just cutting up a while ago, just talking about all the stuff you shouldn't do in church. Some of them younger people, they was looking at us like we lost our mind. It's just some of the things that you just learn through the years, you know. You're just better off not to do it. <laughs> Dylan said when he was chewing gum in church, he said his daddy come up behind him and grab his ear and keep twisting it until he spit it out. It was like a gum machine or something there. Yeah. So look at your neighbor and tell him you look better than I do. And some of you might have to ask the Lord to forgive you. But, boy, we sure are having fun. Careful, Roy Lynn. <laughs> Woo. I love this church. I love the I love you, Pastor. He's a great man of God. The Bible said, and I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimonies of God. He said, For I am determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. He said, and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. He said, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. He said, but it is written that the eye hath not seen nor the ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. If you let me just preach a little while, you already know I don't preach too long. If you'll preach with me a little bit, I want to preach just for a few moments about we're in the right place at the right time. We're in the right place at the right time. 
We're not, we're, I'm telling you, we're definitely in the right place at the right time. You believe it? Let's give him a hand clap of praise, and when you're done, my, 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 right? You can sit down if you'd like. Paul, it seemed he believed that whatever he preached, the Holy Ghost was going to back up. In fact, when pastor began to decree and declare some things that was going to happen in the school, I started thinking, devil, you done come a day late and a dollar short to tell us that it ain't going to happen. Because when you decree and declare it, something's going to begin to take place. God is going to back up the man of God, and God is going to back up when you begin to speak things out of your mouth. It is a marvel to me that most Christians today, uh, that the church exploded uh, in the New Testament. They didn't have uh, fabulous church buildings. They didn't have uh, polished performances. In fact, to a lot of people, I've learned some, uh, been in some other churches, and I was telling you, Pastor, today, y'all, y'all got great music and you got great worship, and it's amazing how you can feel the power of the Lord. But I have been in a few places uh, that people just think that if the music uh, ain't just right, then I can't seem to get what I need from God. I've been in some places where they say if my favorite preacher ain't preaching, I don't know if I'm going to be able to worship because of the fact I came to hear the man that I like to hear. I've even been in a few places where I've seen some people that said, you know what, if I don't get all the glory that I think I deserve uh, when I do something in the house of the Lord, uh, then there must be something wrong uh, with the house. I've got news uh, for all those kind of sayings. Uh, it don't matter what kind of music you have. Uh, it don't matter who's preaching. Uh, it it don't matter if you get all the glory that you think you ought to get or not. As long as Jesus is in the house, you're in the right place at the right time. As long as the power of the Holy Ghost is moving, you're in the right place at the right time. As long as people are being baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, you're in the right place at the right time. As long as there's signs and wonders and miracles, God has everything under control. I've had to go ahead and just be honest. I've learned that it always ain't going to go like I think it ought to go. It always ain't going to happen like I think it ought to happen. But I've learned one thing. If I'll just get in the boat, I might not be rowing, but if at least I'm in the boat, when things begin to happen, at least I can be a part of it. Can I tell somebody in the building here today, I promise you God has opened up a floodgate of heaven to this church. There is about to be, I'm going to say it again tonight, there is is a shift change in the atmosphere. God has himself placed so that he can bless you. He can do something miraculous. You might as well get it in your mind. You might as well get it in your spirit that God has everything under control. You're in the right place at the right time. And I want you to get ready. They're about to fill this house up. They're about to come from afar. God has his hand upon this house. Why? Because we're in the right place at the right time. I know what I know. I'm not just piping off or blowing off. I'm telling you God has his hand upon this place. 
the wave of God's spirit, it did more than just increase numbers uh, in attendance. Uh, you see, the wave of God's spirit, it begins to change uh, lives uh, of individuals. Uh, when that Holy Ghost begins to move in, uh, your problems begin to leave. Uh, when the Holy Ghost begins to move in, uh, things begin to change. Uh, when the Holy Ghost begins to move in, uh, things uh, begin to happen. Uh, can I tell somebody uh, things are happening in this house? Uh, things are changing uh, in this house. Uh, I love it when I saw those young people worshiping. Uh, you know why? The devil hates a worshiper. The devil don't like somebody that'll clap their hands. Uh, the devil can't stand somebody that'll run the aisle. The devil can't stand somebody uh, that worships the master. Uh, but can I tell you, the devil don't have no power in here. As my friend, Brother Cunningham, says, we call him dad. As far as he says, I got more anointing in my pinky than the devil has in the whole world. I'm telling you, the devil can't do nothing to you unless you open the door to sin. Unless God chooses to let him. Every once in a while, Jesus might trust a man or a woman so much that he says, go ahead, mess with them because they're not going to curse me. But for the most part, the enemy cannot do anything to anyone until you open the door to sin. When you open the door to sin, then things can begin to go south. Things can begin to happen. But I got great news. Even if you make a boo-boo, thank God you got an advocate with the Father. Thank God you can say, you know what, God, I made a boo-boo, but I'm asking you to forgive me. He says, no problem, you're washed in the blood again. He says, come on. He said, we're about to shut the door. I'm telling somebody in the building, don't you dare let the devil lie to you. Don't you dare let the devil tell you your family ain't going to be saved. Don't you dare let the enemy tell you that things are not going to happen. I'm telling you, he's a liar. He's a deceiver. He's a father of lies, and the truth isn't in you. There is about to be a great awakening in this we have the church we've been called out of this world to set a standard to lead others out of the world of confusion i heard your pastor praying let me tell you something thank god i mean i told y'all earlier school wasn't my best subject my, my last one i just told a baby the answers are in the back of the book it's easy. I know they, them teachers hate that, but it's okay. I asked her, I said, CC, you want me to grade them tests? She said, no, Daddy. She said, I probably failed, but it was a good answer that I thought of. I said, it's all right, baby. You'll be okay. God's coming. We've been hearing that since Jesus was a baby, huh? Church has been called out of the world to set a standard to lead others out of this world. Hey, church, can I tell you the world needs to be led out of confusion? And out of bondage. The church is not in bondage. I was just somewhere and there was somebody across the street and they're going to have a bondage-free service. And I'm thinking, what in the world can you have a bondage-free service? How can you be in a church like I go to and be in bondage? I said, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, come to find out what they's wanting to do is just throw everything out with the dishwater. And I said, you know what? That ain't. I'm not in bondage serving God. I'm not in bondage shouting and giving and loving and winning people. I'm not in bondage when I come to the house and begin to worship the king. I'm not in bondage. I'm in favor. And when I begin to be in favor, it don't matter. Don't matter what nobody else says. Don't no matter what nobody else does. I'm not in bondage. I choose to do this.
It's not bondage. See, the media has attempted to lead us in the way of the world and try to make you feel like it's right. You want to feel better about yourself? Just get off Fox News or CNN or Drudge Report, <laughs> whatever them things are. There's movements that's been coming. They're trying to have soothing services. I've heard them say, I'm telling you, I've heard them say. You say, why are you talking about that? First of all, tonight we got family here, so we're okay. Second of all, I'm just trying to expose what the enemy is trying to do. Somebody says, how in the world can so-and-so be growing by leaps and bounds? And this is going to sound rude. Are we live? Thank God. Somebody said, how come my wife would be calling me in a minute? Somebody said, how do you think so-and-so's growing by leaps and bounds? And how do you think so-and-so's growing by leaps and bounds? And they don't even have the truth that we have. I said, it's the simplest answer in the world. It's the largest hell field the devil has. You say, boy, you being judgmental. I'm not being judgmental. That Bible said unless a man's been born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. If there's nobody being baptized and there's nobody getting the Holy Ghost, then I'm telling you they're not going to be in the kingdom of God. Anybody can draw a crowd at a circus. I'm just not trying to go to a circus. I'm trying to go where a house where Jesus is alive and well. I'm trying to go to a place that when I begin to worship, something happens. I don't need... They said, we're going to have soothing services. We're going to seldom try to offend anyone by the powerful word of God. They said, we're going to create a place that you can go and be saved and never have to change. Statements. Men are saying, really? Going to go to a place where you can be saved and never have to change. Can some of us remember when we came? <laughs> huh? Aren't you glad that there's been a change? <laughs> Aren't you glad that something's happened? Aren't you glad that you used to be one way, but now you're another? Aren't you glad that there certain things, huh? huh? Huh, Brother Ron, aren't you glad? My God, there's nothing like the power of the Holy Ghost. There's nothing like an apostolic church. There's nothing like a move of God. Can I tell somebody you're in the right place at the right time? Signs and wonders and miracles have nothing to do with salvation. Signs and wonders and miracles have everything to do with faith and belief. You can be lost and still see signs, wonders, and miracles. But that Bible said, unless a man, and I'll go ahead and have to add to the Bible, I shouldn't, and a woman, and a boy, and a girl, and whatever else you want to come up with, unless they born of the word and the spirit, they cannot enter the kingdom of God. See, when you moved into a Holy Ghost-filled church and you move into a Holy Ghost-filled church, I'll say it again, things are going to change. Can I be honest? God is more concerned about delivering people from the wages of sin than he is about letting people com compromise the truth that we have. Now's not time to dumb down what we believe. Now, now's not, listen to me. I'm telling you. I don't, I, I'll never forget I, before 
Brother, you and Papa died. He called us all up and he started saying all kind of stuff and it had me so worried and confused what he was saying that day. And, and, and I'm thinking, man, I think Papa might have had a, a little mini stroke again or something. And, and Mimi kept looking at me and she was looking at me like, go take the mic. And Papa was just saying, we're not going to worry about this no more. And we're not going to worry about that no more. And we're not going to worry about this anymore. And I was just getting so worried. I'm thinking, man, what in the world is Brother Ewan saying? And, and we were all standing right there. And uh, he looked at me and, uh, you know, he's going to pick on me. He said, and the boy, he says, what do, you, what do you think about that? I said, Papa, as much as I love you and as much as I trust you and as much as I believe in you, I said, what you saying ain't Bible. I said, I can't do all that because I know what the word says. And he said, that's exactly right. He said, I was just testing y'all's faith to see what you truly believed. He said, uh-oh. Every once in a while, God might trust, I mean, he might just try to test your faith to see what you truly believe. God might let a little, little something come up that you can say, well, am I just going to throw in the towel and say, well, that's just my lot in life, or I'm going to say, uh-uh, I'm not standing for that because God gave me a promise. Can I tell you, in Indian Village, God has given this house a promise. From the elder on down, God has given this place promises. I'm telling you, they've given God, he's given this place prophecies. Don't you ever ever think that God's not going to do it. You're in the right place at the right time. I'm such a believer that God has his hand upon his people. We got to believe that when we pray, that's something going to happen. We got to believe that when we talk to him, Peter and John on the way to the temple to pray, it was about, the Bible says, the ninth hour. Nothing new for them because as they were passing by that way every day, you know the story. You've learned it, most of us, in Sunday school if we were listening. The lame man at the gate called Beautiful sees Peter and John going to the temple, and he cried out, and he asked them of alms. But see, today was going to be a little different because when it began to happen, you see, Peter, along with John, he fastened his eyes upon the man, and he said, listen, I want you to look upon me, and he began to give him heed uh, to this word. He says, silver and gold uh, have I none. He said, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ uh, of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Can I tell somebody in the building, I might not have no silver, and I might not have any gold, but I'm telling you, in the name of Jesus, uh, God has his hand uh, upon us uh, in this house. I'm telling you, you're in the right place at the right time. Every promise, every prophecy, every word, uh, every decree and every declare is going to come to pass in the house because God does not lie. God don't lie. God doesn't make mistakes. You see, Jesus, I'm here to serve a notice, he's just not some old quick fix, but he's a life-changing experience. I heard a man once say, why give a man a fish when you can teach him how to fish and he can survive for the rest of his life? He said, why give a drug addict another fix when you can lead him to Jesus and they can be delivered for the rest of their life? In the building here, whatever you need, God can abundantly satisfy. Whatever you're looking for, the Lord can do it. You said, can he? Sure. You say, why? Because we're in the right place at the right time. Pastor, I, I can't 
I just can't figure. I don't want to be rude. I don't want to sound harsh. But I can't figure out people leaving the church now. I, Brother Bush, now I can't figure somebody just, just throwing in the town. Say, well, that's it. Just try something different now. I mean, to me, things are so everywhere and things are so crazy that I'm thinking if we do anything, we need to come closer to the Lord. I told my wife the other day, I want to be so close to the cross that when I do make a boo-boo, I still got my hand on the cross. I want to be so close to him that when I do make a mistake, I still want to be just right there in arm's reach of him. Don't let the enemy or don't let situations, don't let things try to keep you from the house of the Lord. Don't let things try to keep you from getting what you need from the Lord. I'm not a great storyteller, but I'll have to tell it. Mimi gave it to me, and so let me share it with you. She gave it to me years ago, and I just stuck it away in my Bible. There was a gentleman named Mr. M.L. Boyd. He was described as a, having an amazing good fortune, a man. Then there was a gentleman named Mr. Jack Worm, 1949. Mr. Worm, he was broke. He was out of a job. Walking along the San Francisco beach, he came across a bottle. I know what people are thinking. Is that like a, is that real? It's a true story. Came across a bottle, and then the bottle, there was a piece of paper in it, and he picked it up. He pulled the paper from the bottle, and inside the bottle, the note began to read that he discovered the last will and testament of Daisy Singer Alexander, the old sewing machines. And in that letter it said, I'm an heir to the Singer sewing machine fortune. And the note read, to avoid confusion, I leave my entire estate to the lucky person who finds this bottle and to my attorney, Barry Colon, he said, share. They said, share and share alike. According to Mr. Boyd, the courts begin to accept the theory that the heirist had written the note 12 years early and had thrown the bottle into the Thames River in London. And from there, it drifted across the ocean to the feet of a jobless man named Jack Worm. When it was all said and done, they discovered that it netted him over $6 million in cash and Singer stock. I started thinking today, after I took a little nap, I was just going through, I started thinking, whoo, he was at the right place at the right time homeless had nothing and someone put a paper and a bottle far away and as it came across the Lord or you could say look I'd rather just say the Lord can I tell somebody things are not always what they seem right now there might be a little thing might be a little 
happening, might be things happening, but listen to me. The Lord never makes mistakes. There that man was, pastor, homeless, and now has $6 million in singer stock. You say, what are you saying? At the right place, at the right time. Can I tell us in the building here tonight? I know we've prayed for miracles today, and I believe God touched people. I know we prayed for baptisms today, and he done it. And I know we prayed for other things, and I believe he done it. But I'm telling you tonight, we're in the right place at the right time. And if we want God to do things for us, I promise you, he can abundantly satisfy. God doesn't make mistakes. I said God doesn't make mistakes. Anything is possible in this house tonight. I'm just such a believer in that. I just believe that God can do anything. You believe that? Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I believe the Lord's going to touch us in this place. I'm going to do things a little different tonight. And uh, if you're in the house and you need God to touch you, if you need something from the Lord, if you want him to work something out for you, I believe in a few moments he's going to do that. In a few moments we're going to stand. In a few moments, if you're able. If you're not able, you're not being rude. But we're going to stand and our altar ministers are going to come and we're going to line up across the front. And I'm just a believer that everybody that needs and wants something from the Lord if you'll come down and let's pray the prayer of faith, I believe he can touch you. Now, if you're not able to come down, you just wave. We'll come back there to you. But in a few moments, if you're able, we're just going to ask. Now, I know what people are thinking. Well, does it need to, uh, do, do we need to get a certain mood or do? No, he's already here. When I tell you he's already here, he's already here. Whatever you want him to do. I believe he can do it. He can just fix things. He can just put things together. He can just work things out. We just need to believe that he'll do it for us. Is everybody all right with that? All right. If you don't mind, if you're able to stand, would you stand? While they're standing, if our altar ministers would come, come and line up across the front. You know who you are. Come and help me out tonight. I appreciate it. Yeah. You want to? Play something soft, sis. Make me sound spiritual. It always makes me feel good. You can just play something real soft. Thank you. Folks are coming. All right. You might think, you know what? I really want the Lord to help me today. You might not want to come by yourself. You might have to ask somebody you're sitting by. Say, hey, go with me. Pray with me. And you know what? They'll do that. Let's just be honest in the house today. You absolutely, you need something from the Lord tonight. You do. Would you raise your hands? You're being honest. All right. All right. If you're able, would you just step out and just come down? Come on. If you're able. Let's just step. Pastors, it's all right. Okay. You just come on down. Folks are coming down. Yeah. Folks are coming down. Now, y'all don't stop in the halls and cause a traffic jam like at Walmart with one cashier in the middle of Christmas. Y'all come on down. Yeah, they're coming on down. Yeah, yeah. God, I want you to touch people today, Lord. 
I want you to touch people today. We're going to repent as a family here today, and then after we repent, altar ministers, I just want you to begin to go through and pray for every person that's made their way down here. Whatever they would like from the Lord, let's just believe that it's going to happen. And I'm, I'm just a believer that it's going to happen. So let's repent tonight as a family. Say, Lord, forgive me of all my sins. I'm sorry, Lord, for everything that I've, that I've done and that I've said and that I've heard. Forgive me, Lord, of things I don't even realize I have done. I give myself 100% to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my miracle, for my deliverance, for my healing. Thank you, Lord, for filling me and refilling me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. I want you to begin to tell the Lord whatever it is that you need. Altar ministers, find someone to begin to pray for. By the authority in the Word of God and by the power of the name, Jesus Christ, receive your miracle now. Receive your healing. Whatever they want, God, I'm asking you to do that right now in Jesus' name.